You're listening to Music Tectonics. Hey, it's Dimitri. I am back at Music Tectonics at Meetum in Cannes in France. I'm having so much fun interviewing startups and other companies that are here. Um, many of the startups are participants in Meetum Lab, and I have another one here. This is Chantal Epp from Click and Clear. Did I get it right? Yeah, you did. How are you doing? I'm doing great, thank you. You're not just a participant. You won one of the categories. Yes, we did, yeah. Which category was it again? The Music Discovery and Distribution. That's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah, thank must, you very much. Must feel great. Yeah, it's really good. It's my double win, you know. I won at, won at the Nylon Conference in January and here to uh, win again. So That's awesome. Did what we came here to do. Well, wait until people hear what you do and they understand why you talk the way you do about, yeah, we came here to win. And <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about Click and Clear. Yeah, so Click and Clear delivers the power of officially licensed music to performance sports worldwide. So we're dealing with like dance, gymnastics, figure skating, cheerleading, and so on. And they typically don't understand music licensing requirements and rely on performing rights to cover them for their music. And they basically make these mixes of music, changing, uh, editing and adapting, and changing the tempo of music, sound effects and so on. And a lawsuit happened in, in cheerleading and so I basically found a click and clear to solve the, solve the problem. Um, my background is in music licensing, but I'm also a cheerleader myself, hence the uh, highly competitive. <laughs> I've always been interested in what I consider to be hybrid careers, where you take seemingly unrelated things and make a lifestyle out of it, basically. Yeah. And you've done that. That's yeah. amazing. I basically do cheerleading and music all day, every day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> but is there, I mean, is there really a need for this? I mean, is music really used that much in these performance sports? Yeah, so it's a, a really huge market. Um, we estimate it to be over $1 billion of annual untapped revenue. And in just cheerleading alone, in just the US, they require over 1.4 million licenses a year. So when you start looking at other sports, like dance and figure skating uh, and jump rope, we kind of base it off of how much music they're using in their mix and how many people are participating in the sport. And it's just absolutely astonishing numbers. I think people might just assume that the PROs cover this. Yeah. And so the, it's the venue's responsibility for just making sure they're covered with those licenses. Why isn't that the case? So the performing rights or the collecting societies, they, they deal with the performing rights. And we're actually dealing with the adaptation rights and the choreography rights. And then aside from that, there are additional rights needed from the governing bodies who run competitions. So they might want to live stream, broadcast and sync. And some of those rights with collecting societies and we can help assist them in obtaining those rights. But then you've got the sync rights for video on demand and stuff that also happens and need to be dealt with. So um, Click and Clear focuses on the adaptation rights and choreography rights as its core thing and that's the pre-cleared license fee that the team will pay. But outside of that, there are additional um, licensing requirements that we can assist with. So. If, and this is really tough on a podcast where we're audio only to say, oh, yeah. what's the user experience like? But what does it, what, what is the user, if you can describe, what is the user experience for these teams or whoever your, your, your end users are of the music? Yeah, well, it's just a super simple, like traditional kind of music library type uh, platform. And you just go on as an end user, browse the music, search for different moods and genres. You can create playlists and then you go ahead and you can instantly license it. Um, with all the rights that are required uh, and for different territories. And so do they get um, a cassette sent to them in the mail? <laughs> well, they get a download. 
uh, download of the track, and uh -huh. then they can go ahead and they make their music mix to accompany their routine. So their mixes are often bespoke to their routine. They get a new routine every year, so new music every year. So our license covers one mix for one track, uh, or one track, one mix for one year's use. And are there plans for some sort of streaming or internal editing component down the road where people can just mix and match within the an app or something? Yeah, possibly. <laughs> uh, possibly. That is, uh, that's always uh, something in the back of my mind. Um, but right now, we're just focusing on getting all the rights, getting the industry licensed. And uh, our kind of big tech development at the moment is building an enforcement and verification platform to assist the uh, governing bodies in ensuring that all of the teams attending their competitions are using 100% licensed music. The rights holders are gonna love you. They do, they <laughs> love that one. So do the investors. Yeah, <laughs> right. that's, yeah that's great. Um, so how far along are you in terms of people actually adopting this? Have you guys launched yet or are you pre-launch? Yeah, I mean, we're technically still pre-revenue, um, but we have launched and we're working in the cheerleading uh, market at the moment. We recently became the only approved music provider for the International Cheer Union, who's the governing body uh, for the sport. And uh, we're kind of reviewing their music guidelines at the moment. Um, recently also met with figure skating, dance, jump rope, and a few other sports and are looking at um, doing deals with them kind of in, in a similar nature so becoming an approved provider reviewing their their music guidelines and uh, and then providing them with the platform for licensing wow my next question i don't uh, you may maybe have a long list but what have been the, the biggest challenges to date i mean you're you're tackling so many things at once in this yeah. kind of solution yeah it's a it's an incredibly challenging business i think <laughs> My future businesses will be far easier than this one. I think that's Tackle a common trait with music tech uh, yeah. startups. But the biggest issue is always licensing. And of course, I started a licensing company. In fact, actually, when I was at Nylon, one of the panels just before the startup pitch said, oh, you know, don't ever invest in licensing. And of course, I went, went on and won that award and was like, yeah, well, actually, <laughs> we have strong businesses here. But um, the biggest challenge is it just takes so much time and care to get all of the licenses in place. And when you're doing something that doesn't fit the mold, you know, it, it takes even longer. So How much time does it take? So a couple years in yeah. some cases, you know, to sign a deal. Um, I mean, some rights holders, it's taken just a couple months and the smaller ones are obviously, you know, a lot easier. Um, a lot of the independents and we work with a lot of independents, but certainly with the larger independents and the majors, it can, it can take a couple years and uh, <laughs> lots of banging my head against the wall. But yeah. We're getting through it all, and um, it's not—it's not that they don't want to do it. You know, they're incredibly, incredibly supportive. It's just their contracts are are just a bit too old. Yeah, yeah. They they haven't ha they don't mm. have any anything that accounts for this type of use necessarily, yeah. and so th they have to have all the conversations too yeah. if they're administering yes. some rights or. Yeah, and they've um, got to change their rights agreements to allow for these kind of new use cases, and that is. Yeah, that is really the biggest challenge. Now, there. the flip side is you've got a bit of a moat in place as a first mover and having spent yeah. the time on it and taking the risk, being young still and yeah. <laughs> being able to wait, <laughs> wait them out yeah, that's <laughs> until true. they're ready. And the advantage of found revenue. I yeah. mean, that's, that's, that's the best pitch in the music industry, yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, new found revenue. It's a, it's a no-brainer, right? Right, exactly. You, they, they have to offset their risk of will she be able to pull this off versus how much uh, legal... Uh, time and expense are we going to do on all this kind of stuff? So yeah. yeah, it's it's pretty tricky. So let's broaden out a little bit. When you think about the music tech landscape, what are the things that get you most excited? Yeah, I think there's a lot of incredible opportunities out there for music and 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 new markets really. So for me, it's 
how do we use tech to find new markets and monetize in, in those industries? Um, so a lot of licensing I've got beyond click and clear as we grow, you know, there's plenty of other opportunities where we can improve um, improve revenue stream or find new revenue streams by building these technologies and making a much simpler licensing process. But then also beyond that, I'm really quite interested in AI. Um, I think it's quite an interesting space and uh, we're looking at implementing certain AI technologies to help with the music search and discovery on the platform so people can go on and immediately find what they're looking for. Wow. Uh, we have a music licensing cheerleader on the planet. This is incredible. <laughs> you ask yes. her what's exciting and she's like, more licensing. <laughs> Which is I incredible. don't know why I love it so much, but I think it's just because it's so incredibly complex and I like difficult challenges. It's awesome. I love I, I love the stereotypes you're busting about <laughs> what people people stereotypes, not the, any realities about cheerleaders, which is really cool too. Your I mean, yeah, your pitch was awesome. Thank you. Um, and it's just great to have this conversation. Uh, to hear about all the stuff you're thinking about. And along those lines, you know, at Music Tectonics, we talk a lot about the seismic shifts happening beneath the surface. What are some of the things uh, that you think the music industry needs to be thinking about that maybe not everybody sees coming? It's those rumblings before the yeah. the explosion. Yeah, I mean, so the, 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 the biggest kind of challenge that we've had is because of these agreements in place with, with a lot of the majors and, and independents with their artists, is it's restrictive. And I feel like we need to get down to the legal side of things and really have a think about how we can be more flexible and be more adaptive um, to, to create a better uh, economy. Um, one of the other big issues is, you know, the music industry is full of copyright. Intellectual property is a really strong thing to own. And, uh, but you, you need enforcement and the music industry has really struggled a lot with enforcement. You know, content ID technologies exist. Um, they're not necessarily always the best. And I think we need to focus on getting better legal contracts in place um, where we have more flexibility to find new, new markets, but also have a system where we can better enforce our rights. And I think with our enforcement verification platform, I think that will be quite applicable to many other places where we can start really getting rid of that music is free mindset. Can I ask you what what have what have been the kind of the biggest influences or assets that you've been able to tap when you're when you were first learning about this this uh, music licensing landscape? I know you're already doing music licensing. I was. Right? Yeah. What was your background there? So I used to work at a company called Q Songs, which was founded by Peter Gabriel from Genesis, and I, I did sync licensing. So, but it was sync for online and digital media. I used to work with famous YouTubers, but I also did sync for some spot like a Spotify show. Um, training playlists and a bunch of other stuff. I still actually do music supervision just on occasion uh, for TV advertising and, and stuff like that. But that was my background. And so I learned, learned a lot being at that company about how it works. Uh, Q Songs was mandated um, by the MCPS to handle the sync inquiries as well. So I learned a lot about that and uh, often spoke to the general public about trying to license Justin Bieber for, for no money. Yeah. Wow, well, it sounds like you got a lot of good <laughs> training on the job. I was assuming that maybe you had gone through an incubator. Or well, you yeah, I didn't go through an incubator, but at university I did study commercial music at University of Westminster, which was basically everything to do with the music industry. So from performance to production to music business. And that's actually where I started my first company, which is a music production company for cheerleading and dance. Um, but that's where I kind of learned about 
the music industry landscape and how kind of ins and outs of it. This is this is cool. a lifetime commitment here. It You're really already is. in it. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's pretty impressive. That's that's really cool. Been wanting to be in music since I was about three. That's <laughs> awesome. What what's the one thing that you hope to get out of Meetem? Um, the thing that would have the biggest impact on Click and Clear. Yeah. So for us, it was uh, getting in getting in touch with labels and publishers. So between myself and my colleague, we've got over seventy meetings this week. Nice. It's been absolutely mad back to back. Of course, winning the pitch, you know, when we found out we were we were uh, a finalist, we were like, well, we, we've, we're coming to meet them to win. And uh, we're coming to meet them to meet with loads of labels and publishers, catch up with some of the um, larger rights holders we've been discussing uh, or negotiating with. And um, yeah, so hopefully we'll get all these 70 rights holders signed up. Did you, you must have done a lot of advanced work to get those meetings set up. My colleague did, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Using the Meetem online team, uh, Yeah, yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'd, I'd get the notification to just forward them on to uh, him. He's actually back in London. Um, we've got someone else here with me. Huh. But, yeah, he, he's just managed the whole process, and it's been brilliant. And he used the... Uh, the Medem database emailing tool, which usually I'm a bit skeptical of because they don't always work, but people at Medem use it. Well, yeah. you probably kept talking about, or he probably kept talking about found money, and people yeah. were like, well, oh, yeah. I'm looking yeah. for some found money. This is interesting. <laughs> yeah, what's this market about? Yeah. Cheerleading? Awesome. <laughs> and you mentioned you were uh, a winner in Nylon as well. That's in London? Because I know they do New, yeah. York, New York and London. Yeah. You did the London one. It was well, in London. It would prob probably would have been easier if it was in New York, because I was actually in Orlando on that day right. and flew in um did my pitch and then you know then go back to orlando no uh, no i didn't no no i was, <laughs> I was back back home for a couple of weeks what was the nylon experience like it was really good yeah i wish i could have gone to more of the conference um i did get to see a couple of panels and stuff but it was a really nice put together conference the startup competition was great lots of brilliant startups uh, some really cool ideas um and yeah it was it was a good one i'd, I'd love to do that again well, I'm super impressed. This has been great having you on the show. Thank I, you. I appreciate you taking the time, and I'm sure you're going to kill it. I mean, yeah. I, I can just tell you, you're, you're not going to take no for an answer, but nope. you're going to do it with a smile. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Which is awesome. So uh, we've been talking to Chantal Epp uh, with Click and Clear. She is a winner of the Meetem Lab startup um, uh, competition. And... Um, I would love it if you would hit the subscribe button on your podcast app of choice. Uh, that way you can keep up with all the music tectonics at Meetem. And, and once Meetem's over, continue to listen to music tectonics. As our regular listeners know, we have a conference, the Music Tectonics Conference, October 28th and 29th in Los Angeles. If you'd like to find out more and get a $50 discount for a badge, uh, go to musictectonics.com and stay tuned for more from Meetem. You're listening to Music Tectonics.